Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a podcast brought to you by the Center for Nursing Inquiry. I am Elizabeth, the Research Program Coordinator. And I'm Holly Farley, the Coordinator for Nursing Quality. So we're going to jump right in today, folks, because we've got a meaty topic for you and one that I'll, I'll tell you quite frankly, when we're preparing, I was like, Holly, I don't know about this, so I'm ready to learn. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about root cause analysis, also known as RCA. So first off, for the listeners and myself, what is a root cause analysis? So a root cause analysis is basically you ask the questions about an event, maybe a sentinel event usually, but it could be anything about what happened, how did it happen, and why did it happen? And that it really helps you get down to the root cause of what happened. And today I'm going to be talking more about from an article that we used at our journal club one day, I think in February, how to undertake a root cause analysis investigation to improve patient safety by Haxby and Shuldum. So that article is one I'm going to be referencing. And you can get in touch with me if you want a copy of the article. Totally. And the journal club happens every month and it's via the Center for Nursing Inquiry newsletter, which if you don't know, you need to know. So opt into the newsletter. Let us know if you need help finding it. Also, the journal club is done via the Facebook group. So you don't have to sit in a room at the journal club day and time. You know, you can kind of look at the article any time of that month. So Holly's referencing that article from our past journal club. She's got a copy and we'll tell you how to get in touch after the podcast. But real quick, like we're talking about real root cause analysis. And I'm curious when you're doing that root cause analysis, because you mentioned we're going to be asking questions like why, how, what are there tools that you can use to actually perform the analysis? Yes. And my favorite tool, which also is described in this article, is the fishbone model. They're an effective tool that you can use during a root cause analysis. And then they're also helpful in determining all the contributing factors related to your incident or event. They also provide a logical approach to identifying those contributory factors, which is great. Another tool you can use is the five whys, where you ask a question, why did it happen? And you keep asking why, why, why those five times until you really get down to the root cause. But today I mainly want to talk to you about the fishbone model. Wow. You are reminding me of a topic at Nursing Scholars Day a couple years back where a group talked about like identifying the problem. And that group said, you know, when we go to work on a project, typically we think it's one thing. But when we continue to ask why and we ask why and we ask why and we like kind of peel back those layers, so to speak, of that onion, then you're really getting at like the true, true, true underlying factor. I love that. So you mentioned that you love using that fishbone tool. And right now my mind is exploding. I'm like, oh my gosh, how would I actually do this other than asking why five times? <laughs> you know, yeah. can you give us a overview of like maybe an example that you've worked on or something? Yeah. So I guess we can talk about a medication error. This is actually something that I did back when I was a clinician. So I was giving a medication and I gave it before I scanned it by accident and it was found to be the wrong dose. So maybe you can think of a patient safety problem that is similar to that, but we could go through the factors, the contributory factors that led to that event. So there are patient factors that you can consider that include the clinical condition of the patient, maybe social, physical, psychological factors, or interpersonal relationships. So in our medication error example, perhaps the patient required a non-standard dose of the medication 
or perhaps the patient did not know to stop the nurse from giving the incorrect dose. So those are patient factors you can think of. The next contributory factor you can consider is individual staff factors. So physical issues, psychological issues, personality, social or domestic issues. Was the staff member tired or distracted? Was it day one of three or day three of three? Does that impact how the staff member works? Those are just things to consider. Other factors are task factors, where you look at guidelines for procedures or protocols, decision aids, and task design. So the policy in this case is to scan the medication, ensure it's the correct dose, then give the medication, not the other way around. So this actually could be a major contributing factor to the patient safety event that occurred in our example. There are communication factors, which include verbal, nonverbal, written, electronic. In this case, there was an electronic medication order. There are team and social factors for role congruence, leadership, support and cultural factors. Those are team factors to consider. There are education and training factors, including competence, appropriateness, availability, accessibility, supervision. Those are different factors. We have equipment and resources, so equipment and supplies, visual display, integrity, positioning, usability. Was the scanner broken? Was Epic loaded? Was the computer at the bedside working? Those are questions to help ask to get to the bottom of the problem. And then there are working condition factors that you can consider, including staffing, environment, workload. Did any of these factors contribute to the patient safety event? And finally, organizational and strategic factors, which are policy, standards, goals. Is there a policy in place for medication administration? What's the culture of safety on the unit? Is the policy followed regularly? Those are different questions you can ask. And this definitely sounds like a lot of information. And what I love about the fishbone is that you can write it out in a way that it looks like an actual fishbone. So if you can picture with me a line going across your screen or your paper, with different lines coming out of that line. And it creates what it looks like a fishbone model with the problem at one end and each of the fishbone topic with contributory factors listed with each line. And then you can maybe have it on a big flip chart and put post-its up under each of the you know, categories to see and then get to the root cause of the problem. Very interesting. So I was going to, this was kind of a question that this fishbone model is actually, you can like draw it out on a piece of paper. So that's helpful to hear that is the case. It's also helpful to have that reference, that article for reference. And so Holly, if folks are wondering, you know, I'd like to perform a root cause analysis, or maybe I'd like some help, you know, going through this fishbone model, talking to someone about these types of uh, questions as they come up, how can they reach out and, and, get this article from you or practice the fishbone with their project and, and our group? Well, a great way to reach out would be at our email address, which is nursinginquiry at jhmi.edu. There we can share the article and also tips and tricks on completing your fishbone diagram. Perfect. And we'd like to hear about your project work in the Johns Hopkins Center for Nursing Inquiry Facebook group. We also have lots of tools, templates, resources, other podcasts, other visuals, short videos like this you can watch all on the nursing intranet under Center for Nursing Inquiry. So Holly, thanks for joining me for another podcast. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. 